Welcome back, everybody, to Down for the Count. I'm one fourth of your co-host, Tiffany E. And you've got Janae, Alexis, and Nicole. The whole group is back together this week. Say hi, ladies. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hi. expecting one of us one day to do the whole Val Venus thing, and I've been severely let down. <laughs> I don't like Val Venus. He creeped me out. I always thought he was weird. Stop it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <It> was weird. <laughs> Anyways, so we got a show today. We got a nice, a nice substantial show today with some very nice, very good hot topics in wrestling news. Now we were gonna cover most of wrestling, but to be honest, a lot of it was pretty much. It, it wasn't something that you have to see, but there was some qualifying matches on SmackDown. There was some um, you, you know, extending on Raw as well. And of course, things progress on the other shows. Janae has set up our blog, and that pretty much sums up everything that happened per each show. And from now on, we're going to refer you guys to that blog so you can see what happened on the show and read it. Janae gives you a nice description and she's very funny. So I think you would you would enjoy her review of each show. Um if something really big happens on each show, then we'll cover it and we'll go over it. But for right now we're just we're gonna move on from the show. Hope you guys understand and still love us anyway. <laughs> we're gonna go right into drop the website Addie. What's the blog Addie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> First, I have to find it. Cause... Yeah, it's, it's a long one because it's a free website unless you want to get like a domain, which is I think it's like two ninety nine a month, and then you can just turn it into a dot com. But it's so gonna what we're be gonna do is um you guys can look in our description box for the um podcast, and you'll be able to see the link for the um blog. It'll be there. It's also gonna be on our Instagram as well as, and it should be on our Twitter. If it isn't, you can always send us a DM and we'll make sure you get it. And we always post the blog, um, at least a little snippet of it on our Instagram so you can see it. And we'll make sure that the link is at least in the description box for this particular podcast. Okay, because if I read it off now, it's gonna be a lot of dots and W's and Tom's, and I don't, I don't feel like it. <laughs> Just telling y'all I don't feel like it. So, the blog is up. You can always find the blog link on our social media. It is there, or it will be linked in our description for the podcast. Okay, okay. Now, yeah. moving into news, okay? First things first. Kylie Ray announced her retirement um it was in her patreon letter to her patreon um subscribers we don't know what patreon is it's a social media platform that allows people's fans followers and subscribers um, to follow them and pay for their content whether you know they're paying five dollars or twenty dollars it's totally up to the person who owns the patreon so kairi had one and she sent out a letter to her patreon followers and of course it got sent to someone at the blogs and they thought she picked it up and that's how her retirement got announced from wrestling. Now, 
prior to this, if you didn't know, Battle for Glory happened and she was supposed to go up against Deanna Perrazzo at Battle for Glory, but was a no-show. And then stories were coming out about why she didn't show up. It's still very unclear to me, at least, as to why she didn't show up. Um, maybe Janae or the other ladies have a better description, but as far as I knew, they really didn't give you a clear definition as to why Kylie didn't show up. If she was sick or ill, they didn't really say. They just said she didn't show up. Impact didn't have any hatred or anger towards her. They just moved on from her to Sue Young and progressed the story that way. So what do you guys think about Kylie Ray's retirement? Um, um, it, it, <laughs> if she needs to take this time out from wrestling to figure out how to help her mental status better. She did say that she, you know, mentally she wasn't well. So she's taking this time to get all of her, you know, ducks in order and just to relax and mentally get better. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine. Your mental health comes first before um, anything else. I know she did say that she was going to read. She's fully retired. Um, in an interview, which was several years ago, she did say that she only had two years left in her for like full-time wrestling, but it's been a couple of years since she said that. Um, so I, I don't doubt in my mind that we might get, uh, get her back into the ring. Just not anytime soon maybe like two years from now and probably not full time. So um, I hope that she can get through whatever she's getting through. Uh, <laughs> she has people by her side that are, that will help her along the way. And I wish her the best. Nicole, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm glad that she's uh, taking it seriously. Like I said before, I kind of don't want to say, and I kind of don't really want to go into it now. Because yeah. I feel like we're going to sound very insensitive, but um, at the same time, I under, I understand and I hope that she gets like the help that she needs because obviously she has a lot going on, but I mm-hmm. also feel like she's, I think she's realized that it's this bad, but never really like chose to do it and I don't think the people around her really like really facilitated that to be completely honest like especially like her fiance and this is from what like I've heard like one of the last um recent shows in indie shows she did like she was just you know just like some really strange behavior and it's like and it's your and it's like I know they have to know something's off and it's at this point, it's like you have to say something to her to help be like, you need to get help because you're a fucking danger to yourself and to other people. And it might freak me out because you really care for that person. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like fucking come on now. So that's what I kind of side eyed about. Because I felt like someone should have like been, you know, tried to do something. And um, I'm glad that she's, like, getting help, but, like, and this is one of the things, like, she probably shouldn't, and this is just me being honest, she probably cannot and should not wrestle again professionally at any capacity, because the first time she did, she, because, you know, she was on the Indies for a while, was well known, um, signed on with um, AEW, was supposed to be basically one of their pillars in their women's division, 
and did not work out, had everything in shambles. It's been in shambles. And then she kind of like started creeping back and creeping back again and started, you know, doing whatever. And then, you know, again, the same thing. So it's just kind of like, you should probably like do another career field. I don't want her to be like, okay, I think I, I know she said that she retired, but some people say they retire and they come back. I think she should just retire because obviously this is not good for her mental health, regardless if she was on. And this is obviously, I don't know whether she was like on medication before or seeing counseling before or a little bit of both, but she, uh, this obviously is not for her. She's not built for this. Alexis, what do you think? First off, I'm going to start out by saying I hope she gets the help that she deserves. Um, mental illness is not something to to fuck around about. And um, I really hope, hope she gets help or she gets what she she gets what she needs to get, if that makes sense. But now I'm going to sound like a complete fucking asshole right now. And before anyone starts, I suffer from depression and anxiety, and they all know it because there's days I told them, I can't do anything. I just want to sit and cry all day. Yay! Tiff, I think there was one day I messaged you where I said, I can't get out of bed. I don't have the energy to do it. So don't come at me when I'm about to say this. But um, you, the, the story when she came out, about AEW. Everyone was very quick to defend her because, and we were the same way because we were all like, well, something happened in that locker room. Something did this. And then, you know, the sexual harassment thing came out. And even though Brandy is sitting there saying, oh, you know, we, this didn't happen, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you know, we're all going to defend Kylie Ray. But then, you know, we, you get to wondering because she did a no call, no show, basically. And everyone was freaking out in that back room because I was I'm trying to I was trying to stay up on it. So the wrestlers saw her leave. They were doing a little convoy up to Nashville. The wrestlers saw her get in her car and she said, I'm going to go to my hotel, drop my stuff off, and then I'll meet you at the arena, which is pretty common. OK, so okay. she's in a convoy. With, huh? So, okay, so no, she's in a convoy with wrestlers, and they they don't, you know, she disappears, but they're all like, oh, you know, she went to her hotel room, she's dropping stuff off. That's the story they told them. They're trying to call her, they're trying to get a hold of her, they're freaking out. Now, when this story first hit, the first thing I thought of, and this is going to make me sound like a total asshole, but I'm like, oh, God, what if it's now the new Benoit story? And I know that sounds fucking horrible, and I feel like a piece of shit for saying it. But unfortunately, that's the first thing my brain went to. And there was an event shortly after Bound for Glory. It was like a couple days before Halloween, where she no-showed that one, too. And it's just getting to the point where I, I agree with Nicole. Like, you know, how many wrestlers back there have something going on? Or, you know, they have, I mean, The Rock came out last year. And said he's been diagnosed with anxiety and depression. And he said a lot of this shit that he was going through when he was younger, it, he couldn't understand it till now that he's old enough. And, you know, 
a lot of people go through it, but a lot of people also know how to handle it. If you don't know how to handle it and like, I mean, this was, this was big. You were about to become impact women's champ. This whole storyline was built up for you. And then it like, it always just seems like a zero hour. Cause anytime I looked up her, no, her no shows, it's like zero hour. She shows up, she doesn't show up. And then you have the company scrambling and you have impact scrambling. You have AEW scrambling. Now, am I saying AEW women's division is in shambles because of Kylie Ray? No, it's in shambles for a whole nother reason. But it just seems like every time she gets handed the golden ring or she's about to get really pushed in these companies, she deuces. And, you know, you're you're making yourself a liability. If you're not going to show up, why would they want to waste time on you why would they want to waste storylines on you why would they waste matches on you or even booking you for the shows like i know i probably sound like an asshole but does that make sense no no i I feel honestly that's exactly what nicole was saying but she did it she she structured it so it didn't come out so straightforward but I, i i don't think you can take that any other way other than you have to learn how to take care of yourself. And if you are not capable, then the people around you are responsible for you, which is basically a conjunction of what both of you said. And it, it's very simple. I I think Kylie Ray was not ready to be in mainstream wrestling personally. I think she was very overwhelmed. And I do, and I can't diagnose her, but it seems like she, she, chokes when it comes time to come to the big stage and especially when you're at the forefront your spotlight is on you that can be very crippling so unless it's something else going on and if it is please forgive me um I can only go by what I'm shown and what is being said and what we see so um I don't want to diagnose anybody or say anything that is wrong and you can bite me in the ass later, but it is a liability for any wrestling company to keep her, especially when they're booking her as strongly as impacting the way that AEW was going to book her. And then you have the situation where she doesn't show up there. Her coworkers are concerned and worried. That's a very scary situation. And it, it could have had very dire straits. And I understand what Alexis means when she said, well, what if it was like a Ben Watt thing because he did not show up and people were afraid and they were calling and calling and they got to his house and there was a tragedy, you know? So I can understand why her mind went there. It's, it's just that. And I really, really hope that this is an awakening that they really go into making sure that they take care of their superstars beyond their physical health, because sometimes it's not the physical. A lot of times it's mental. So if they can't, if the companies aren't going to do it, then they need to find some kind of way to do it themselves. You guys make sure you take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's all. And, you know, you got like 20, 40, 60, 80, 100 people back there in a locker room. And it's not just wrestlers. You have producers, you have agents, you have writers, you have people doing like all the technical stuff. Like, you know, I'm not saying that everybody needs to be babysat, but like, what if like her family calls someone and they're like, hey, we haven't heard from Kylie in like three days. Have you guys seen her? They don't, they can't babysit 
every single person. And I know I'm coming off as a hateful bitch right now, but it's just like, get better, but also get your shit together, if that makes sense. No, I don't, I don't, I won't say it that way. I think, I think you're just being straightforward because this isn't the first time. So I can understand if it was the first time I'd be like, whoa, Alexis, like calm down. You know, like this is the first time this has happened, but now it's happened twice. And she's already made the decision, okay, obviously I can't do this. So she's going to retire, which is fine. Um, but I just really, quite honestly, her whole mainstream career in a nutshell is a very, very um, valuable lesson to a lot of people. The one thing I'll tell you is it's not easy to be in mainstream wrestling and to wrestle on television. It is easier to wrestle on the indie. The audience is smaller. You can pretty much do what you're doing, and not a lot of people are all focused on you. But when your ass is on national television and millions of people are watching you, that is a whole other ballgame. So if you're going to go into this sport and you want to get to the big leagues, which is AEW, Impact, and WWE, then you need to prepare yourself for that and make sure you are mentally strong enough to deal with what comes with being on TV like that. Because it just seems to me like that was that's her issue. And it's not just wrestling either. I was talking to my dad today and he was telling me um, about some NFL draftee from some college who like washed out his first year because he couldn't handle it. And he's like, there's a lot of like a lot of the young college guys. Why do you think they have short so short careers? Because they can't cut it. And if they do, I mean, that's very what? One in a hundred people, something like that. Which is why you have the, they always weed out the smaller guys because you have to have the best of the best, mentally and physically prepared. Mental is half the battle. You have to be prepared to do it. Because there's no way you can lose in a football game and be prepared with the onslaught of shit that you're online and just walking the street. Like that's basketball, mm-hmm. football, any sport. So just, be mentally prepared. Whatever you have to do, be a therapist, keep a therapist. If you got the money, go to a therapist every week. They got therapists online now. You can do it virtually. You need to do something. Mm-hmm. Some cases you, you have to pay, but you don't even need health insurance for it. Just, just prepare yourself so that you can do the job that you've been dreaming of your whole life. That way you don't have to leave your, the something that you love like that. Now, I'm not saying if Kylie had made the decision she was leaving in two years anyway, and maybe it happened a little bit earlier than normal. You know, I mean, I just hope she she is getting help. You see why she is. And people are rallying behind herself. So I guess that's a good thing. I just, I, I, I'm kinda, I guess I'm kind of disappointed because you see a lot of potential in people. And then when things go south and it just seems like, if you had a just, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And this is going to sound, and what I'm about to say is going to sound really bad and then someone else, and then we can, someone else can say something. So my thing is like, she's had so many chances at being, literally being a mainstream star. She's have, she's, she's, she has had two chances within the last 
um, I want to say half. Mm -hmm. And it pisses me off because I feel like it's not fair. Because no, I agree 100. Um, there's so many, and this is like again, like I know she has like issues and all this, but it just really irks me because I feel like there's so many other women who are as talented or even more talented than she is, and she kept getting these chances and she couldn't handle it. And I know that's, like, fucked up and insensitive or whatever, but. Well, then put me in that position with you because there are, like, again, I'm fucked up in the head, too. I got a lot of shit wrong. But if I was working my dream career, if I was a professional wrestler on the verge of becoming a face of a company and my brain decided to make with the chemicals that are like, everybody hates you, you're going to fail. I'm going to just tell it to shut up for a while go out there, do my job, get help beforehand, you know, but like you've had, you've had so many opportunities. Why are you wasting it? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I know that sounds really fucked up, but is at the same time, especially when I all of like the black wrestlers who literally have to work like, 10 times as hard and barely get any recognition. And this is also not just black, but also like other um, wrestlers of color have to work so hard to maybe get this fraction of the shine that Mm -hmm. she got. And then it's just like, okay, get it again. And then waste it again, again, and waste it. And it makes me angry. Yeah. It's sad. But good luck to you, Kylie Ray. I hope you get the health issue. Um, let's move on to a topic, another topic. The Undertaker. WWE has decided to make Survivor Series this year um, Undertaker's final farewell. Now, if you don't know, The Undertaker debuted at Survivor Series. That's how his career got started. So I guess this was like the icing on the cake to end it at Survivor Series as well. I wish they would have gave us that little tidbit of information earlier. But um, they are giving him a, a farewell, I guess, tribute at Survivor Series. What do you guys think about the, the tribute? Or what do you guys think about that? Uh, good for him? <laughs> um. Way to ruin my favorite pay-per-view, piece of shit. Oh, my God. I mean, he has had an illustrious career in the WWE. Um, He should have been retired a long time ago. So if this is his sayonara, I mean, good good for him. And But I mean, like, sayonara. I mean, even if they were to go back to um, their Saudi Arabia shows, like, I he's done done so i mean good good for him like i not i could care less about this whole farewell to him because he's had many a farewell so i really i i i don't care i just i really don't it's just like at the point it's like how rick flair was it's like are you gonna fucking retire or not for 
Christ's sake. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I don't I don't care either. And I hate to say that because I really like The Undertaker, but Undertaker has personally he's him and his wife have done some questionable things, said some questionable things, and it's like I guess the old adage is true, you should never meet your hero. That's Um, true. You're just like, you're just a Blue Lives Matter ignorant person. And I just, and I'm like, can I separate the character from the man? Yes, I can, but I don't want to, because you're responsible for it. You are responsible for it. It is your job to not alienate half your hands and your fan base by I don't care that you're getting a farewell at Survivor Series. You should have retired after Brock Lesnar beat you. That should have been it. I, I just feel like you should have been done. This this is just getting ridiculous. Even Ric Flair <laughs> didn't do this like this was just he's been wrestling he's at home he recuperates then they come up with this Saudi shit and he's popping up every couple of pay-per-views and it's just like you don't give the new guys a chance to do anything they want to solidify their legacy too like they made room for you I don't understand why it is so hard for guys like you and Ric Flair and no shade, but Matt Hardy too. Like, y'all just cannot move aside. If you're going to help, Jericho's another one. If you're going to usher in the new era, you have to start helping them up the ladder instead of walking up with them. What are you doing? Just right. hope you take this and go home. That's how I feel about it. For good this time. And I don't want to see Michelle McCool back. Let me make this clear. Because I think a lot of people, (laughs) I hate to go off on a tangent, but I can't stand when everybody keeps bringing up the diva era and they want to see all of the old divas come back. We can't get the women that's already in the WWE and across the board in most companies with the exception of Impact. We can't get those women to be seen. And you're already ready to snatch these women from the past and it's no shade to them but bring them in you understand that when you do that you're removing the girls that are there trying to fight for their spot they're now going to have to fight three times harder right ruby the lives and all those girls are going to be sitting there trying to get their spot while y'all worried about if eva marie come back if um e torres come back AJ Lee, Alicia Fox, um, what's the other one? Maria. Um, I would want Alicia Fox to come and try to get like one more run because she, she did not get the. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you, I mean the the Michelle McCools, the Layla's, Tori Wilson, um, Barbara. Don't die call her Barbara. What's her name? Kelly Kelly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All uh, of them. Is a Barbie Blonick? That's her name. Barbie, Barbie Blank. Barbie Blank. 
that's that's a fire name. I don't even care. <laughs> I would rather use that. Kelly Kelly is stupid. When I found out her real name, I was like, what? Barbara. But it's just like just just let them they they solidify they place. Let them stay where they at. Let these new girls have an opportunity. Yeah, they're letting them their seats in some dude's boxer shorts when he jacked off okay. to them. We're not gonna go there. We're gonna move on. <laughs> so Sasha Banks is set to release a new shoe with Puma on the 18th of this month, and it's supposed to be a tribute to Boston, because y'all know that's where she hails from. So, I'm not sure what her new shoe is supposed to look like. Let's see if I can find it. But she's supposed to get another shoe. Now, if you don't know, she did have a shoe with Puma before. She did, and the New Day did. And it sold out. The shoes were Fila. The shoes were Fila. Fila? Yeah. It sold out like within minutes of it being released, and I was like, "Well, damn! I didn't even get to look at the damn shoe." They were didn't not. They were like pink, purple, and gold. With these shoes, though, they're only going to be released, I believe, in Boston or certain stores. Um, they're not my style of shoes. Um, I can see why people might like them that are not Sasha fans, but I mean, the Sasha fans are definitely gonna buy them they're they're just not my i they for me they're more of a commemorative shoe where you wouldn't wear you would leave them in the box for throughout all time um so what do they look like um so they're white and then the bottom of them i believe are red and then there's a strip that says boston in blue i believe and then i think the others the other shoe says strong on it so like boston strong I can't remember what other um, what color that stripe is, and then there's just like little designs on them. So like, I mean, you could wear them, but when I look at them, they look more like a shoe you wouldn't necessarily wear every day. It's more like a, these are commemorative Sasha Banks shoes that you just kind of like, I don't know, put in like a clear box thing if you're a fan or something. Um, mm-hmm. Her husband designed the shoe with can't remember his name. But her husband was like one of the designers for the shoes because he he is into fashion. He does her her and many other wrestlers um, gear. So, yeah, I I want to say you can only get them in Boston for some reason. I'm not quite sure. Oh, they got a um, limited release. Yeah, they're definitely a limited release. They're not going to be like kind of like her, her Fila shoes. Those were limited releases as well. Um, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was. It's a, a thing with Puma where they're actually doing a collaboration. It's called Collaborate, and they're doing it with a lot of bunch of like other uh, sports stars, rappers, uh, and everything like that. So I mean, in that sense, it's pretty cool that Sasha was one of the you know, one of the people picked for this Collaborate. Especially if you kind of like look at the people that she's that they're also collaborating with. So obviously they do see some kind of like um, marketing with Sasha Banks. And so I'm pretty sure, like, yeah. that definitely got the approval of WWE. Like, oh, this girl going to sell some shoes. Um, so, yeah, again, I mean, people out there, there you can um, go on her uh, Instagram. Or you can go on Mikazi's Instagram. They're, they're in the stories. They're in his posts. You can look at them. 
I wouldn't doubt they'd probably go for like $59.99 or something like that, 60 bucks. Not again, not my style, but someone out there would someone out there like them. I know the Sasha fans, they'll buy them. So yeah. Well, I can't find the I just think I'm only. Oh. Oh, that mercy. Well, Alexis, they ugly. I can't see you, though. I haven't seen them. Yeah, they're definitely not my kind of dude. Like, I'm more of a Jordans. Um, I, I like yeah. Jordans. I'm also on, like, the Air Max 97 tips. Um, depending yeah. on what Adidas they, that are out there, I'll wear Adidas. I'm not a big fan of Puma in general because just in general, their shoe designs are not my cup of tea. They remind me mm. of like really old school like Reeboks, like they're really print. Like I think they're like princesses Reeboks, but like they're really old school. You see nurses wear in like the 90s the or originals. something. The originals, yeah. the originals, like black, uh, the black, high, the black low tops, like all black. Yeah, or all yeah. white. Like, oh, this, are they all white? Like, not the American ones, but the British ones, because the British ones had. Oh yeah. So the British ones with the British flag—that's kind of like the, the 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 shoe design that I'm getting from. Um, and I'm not really big on low tops. I like mids. I don't like highs. I usually like mids or something. But again, um, I think the the whole point of the shoe design was more so for the Sasha Banks fans because they know people will buy them. And in my mind, looking at them. I don't think they're really meant to be worn. Um, I did know Natalia got a pair. PJ got a pair. He was wearing the one who was working out. Um, Kate something. She's uh, she's she's on the Mandalorian. She's voicing a character in Maryland. She got a pair, uh, like an early release pair. So you might see people wear them. Again, not my cup of tea when it comes to the design. I'm not a big fan of them. Send a picture of it. Yeah, because I can't see. Yeah. Well, while Janae's doing that, we're going to move on to the next topic. We're going to talk about Mercedes Martinez. So Mercedes Martinez asked to be removed from retribution. And to be honest, I don't blame mama, okay? Um, they don't have any plans at the moment to add a new female member. They seem to be going with Mia Yim, or I don't know what her name is. Retribution, but I'm gonna call her Mia because that's what I know her as. They seem to be going with Mia specifically as the sole female member of Retribution. So I don't know. I'm I'm fine with her not being a part of it. Um, Alexis, how do you feel about her not wanting to be a part of Retribution? Just gonna say I sent them. One side says Boston, the other one says Detroit because Mikazi's from Detroit. Continue. Oh, okay. Um good for her because I don't know what the fuck they're doing with retribution but she she don't need her career dragged down because of that and y'all know y'all know when they first came out I was going really hard for uh retribution but now it's just like I I wouldn't want my name on that shit because I think it's only gonna to be honest I really think it's only gonna last a couple more months before it just they they just disappear all completely, and that's no shade to Ali. There's that's no shade to the talent that's there, but 
smart move on her. Go back to NXT. Be the wrecking force. We know you can be there. And just don't have that on your resume. Ugh. Well, I think it's smart on her part because honestly, like, like there, like, she's not gonna be on like wrestling, wrestling for very much longer. So why would she put herself in in something that she's not hundred percent behind? So. I agree. Janae, you got anything to add to this? Um, I think, honestly, it was a good decision for her. She was a last-minute addition to the group. They were just like, we need another member. Uh, Mercedes. We just picked her name from a hat. And I think she realized, like, she has more to offer as a single competitor than she does um, in a group of people that obviously were put together from for just to appease investors and people on the quarterly calls and that Vince has no wanting to actually push them as some, some kind of group. So uh, I'm happy she voiced her opinion and they were like, okay, that's fine. You can come back to NXT, which tells me that the rest of the group, they still, they want to stick it out and see they can make chicken salad out of chicken shit, which I will give them kudos and I'll leave kudos for, for trying to make the best of the situation. Um, but I have also given up on retribution. Um, to me, they're just um, <laughs> retro. Um, I just think at this point, they just need to like put a cap on it, break up retribution, let some of them go as single competitors, move deal into NXT, use them for whatever reason. Dijakovic is a good wrestler. He can be a good single star for the men's division. The, the women's division need women. Medium, she's already on Raw. You can use it there. Um, Shane Thorne, he's a decent wrestler too. So you can also use him either for the U.S. title scene or you can put him back in NXT for the NA title scene. Mm-hmm. I think they would do better as single competitors. Definitely use Ali. Um, send him back to NXT. He can be used there too. So again, I give him kudos for trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. But the problem is, um, it's just, like, there ain't no chicken in it. It's just shit salad. Oh. That's one way of putting it, yeah. Ah! Well, um, personally, I agree. I do think that uh, retribution is, um, it's, that's a hard pill to swallow because I expected a lot more from retribution. And we're not getting it. I don't think we ever are going to get it. I think very soon, probably around the Royal Rumble, Retribution is going to be broken up. Um, if they do, I wouldn't mind Ali going to NXT, but I honestly think she should go back to SmackDown. Um, SmackDown seems to have a better system over there, and they just need to make sure he's used. Is all. Um, they can start him out slow, put him in a program with Chad Gable, and let them fight it out. I think they would have good matches with each other. It'd be worth watching. Um, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden definitely needs to go back to NXT. He sucks as a wrestler and he's horrible on the microphone. So, you can see from the NXT tonight. Um, <laughs> and everybody else, Dr. Kobe can stay on Raw, Mia can stay on Raw. 
um, Shane Thorne can stay on Raw or go back to NXT, like Janae said. I'm just, oh, I'm disappointed. I mean, it's just, it's just that you, you want, you want better, you expect better, and they're, they're giving you the bare minimum. Not even that. They're not even rising to the occasion. So, as my school principal said, you want the cream of the crop, and we're not getting that. We're gonna abandon ship <laughs> when it comes to retribution. We're just, we're just done. Unless they do something different, I'm out. So. Let's get into something that's a little bit more serious, okay? We're going to talk about Paige. So, we all know Paige is upset about her Twitch stream and stuff being shut down, but Paige has had some more serious shit going on within the last 24 hours. So, apparently, some stalker has found Paige's address, popped up at her house, told them he was led to her by symbols. So her boyfriend, Ronnie, I don't know. Her boyfriend, Ronnie, tackled the man, put him in a hold, and held him there until the police got there, and the police apprehended him. Um, luckily, um, both of them were safe. Regardless of how you feel about them individually as people, you should never wish harm on anyone. And I, for one, don't wish harm on anyone, especially like that. Um, so I'm glad both of them are safe. I'm glad both of them are okay. Even though they may be shaken up a bit mentally, I hope that they take care of that and get some help for that. Um, Alexis has some more information on Paige's situation, um, which may expand on the soccer situation into another situation she had. Um, I think it was some years ago with an ex-boyfriend, but just before we segue into that, what do you guys think about the soccer situation, Janae? Let's, let's they gotta start. They, they gotta start getting guns. Like this is ridiculous. Just I don't like guns, but no, nah, because at this point, what is it gonna take for this to happen? It, something's gonna happen to somebody, and then it's gonna be treated as a tragedy in the wrestling community. No. Nah. This, this shit's gonna end. Sonya's still dealing with her stalker. Her stalker's having his own mail sent to her damn address still. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Like, it, it needs to stop. Yeah, like, gotta because, fucking move now. Mm-hmm. And then think about this. The person who buys that house, they're still gonna probably get harassed by the stalker, too. Like, it just... This is why we can't have anything fucking nice. Oh, Lord. I feel bad for Paige. Because it just seemed like Paige is just getting smacked with a bunch of shit at one time. And um, this right here, I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy. Because you don't get no peace of mind with shit like this. Your home is supposed to be your safe space. That's supposed to be your sanctuary. Now yeah. it's been violated, and she ain't got nowhere. The only safe space she has is her boyfriend and her family. So that's very, very disheartening that she don't even have at least the comfort of her home anymore. That's been taken from her. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that feels like. So I feel very bad for her, and I agree. I'm sorry. Do with me. I had security 
at my house. Like whatever money I got, if I got enough money to do it, I'm hiring security. And they're going to be watching my shit. I'm paying you to take care of me to make sure shit like this don't happen. Or people getting captured in One way or another, he's been a dead fucker with me. I said, yeah, I said that before. I said, honestly, they need to get guns just fucking shoot these people. What most of them live in Florida, anyways. Oh. No, I'm serious. I feel like if you have the audacity, and probably I feel of me because I've I've had my place broken into, so I feel a certain way about it. If you're gonna have the audacity to break into someone's house and like they catch you, and I don't know, you deserve to get your ass light up. Like I don't feel bad for you. Like I she and I can't be, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I mean thank goodness that whatever what's his nuts was there. Yeah. He was able to apprehend him at least until the police got there. Because it could have been much, much worse. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no. but just get guns, people. Not not all of you, but like wrestlers. I agree. Janae, you want to chime in or you're good? I'm good. <laughs> now, Alexis has some more information on some ex-boyfriend stuff. Okay. So, Alexis, what's up? All right. So, we all know that a couple of years ago, Paige got, unfortunately, got involved with one Alberto Del Rio. Um and she, we all knew something was going on with her and him, but she's finally came out and admitted that she was in an abusive relationship with Del Rio. Um, they're one of her major quotes being taken from where she finally came out with the story was that he would, in her words, keep her in her room for six to seven hours a day. And she didn't know when the beating was coming. And now it has gotten back. It has gotten back to Del Rio that Paige is talking and he's threatening with a defamation lawsuit against her if she keeps running her mouth. But for real, the behavior of Alberto Del Rio does not surprise me at all. Um, He's always been a giant piece of shit from like the first time I saw him. I knew something was going on with this guy. And, um, is it really defamation if you're getting ready to go to jail for kidnapping, rape, and assault? I, I was about to say that. Like, does he even have a fucking foot to stand on at the no, no point? He's probably gonna go no. to gonna go to prison. That goddamn lawsuit ain't going nowhere. He can threaten her all she wants. Yeah. He can say whatever she wants to say. That ain't gonna do nothing but fuel his goddamn court case. It just right. add background to how he was capable of doing what he's doing. But now a lot of fans have came are coming out and they're like, you know, looking at those like at her around those times and why she was acting probably the way she was acting probably had a lot to do with uh, Del Rio, um, you know, kind of being in her ear, ear saying, you know what, fuck WWE, they're not gonna fire you while you're out. What are they going to do? They're going to fire you when you come back. You know, he, he was probably saying a whole bunch of shit to manipulate her. 
And I hate to say it, but Paige doesn't exactly have a healthy dating past. If you look at all her ex-boyfriends. From what and we know, allegedly, that might be true. Well, allegedly. Don't get us to say allegedly. Alright, allegedly. <laughs> Sorry. But allegedly, all the guys, like, she hasn't really had a decent dating life. And, you know, I think, like, a, a lot of that anger that she was spewing last week, which, in my opinion, she had all right to, I think a lot of that was coming because she's even came out and said it. Del Rio was the one having her going all over the place with him, acting like a crazy person, being being stupid, getting into fights in the airports when she should have been going to rehab for her neck, when she should have been doing physical therapy. But he was the one kind of telling her, like, oh, no, 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 you know, like, stretch it out, stretch it out. They'll give you the time you need. What are they going to do, fire you? Um, so he's a piece of shit, and I can't wait for him to go to prison. And we can't wait for him to become someone's boyfriend while he's in prison. Oof, I, well, I don't think he's going to be their boyfriend. That's going to be forced. <laughs> so, he's going to be somebody's bitch. That, that's where he's going. So, but that, I'm just kind of wondering, because I was thinking about this um, while we were discussing the other thing. This guy said that he was sent to her because he followed the symbols. Do you think, like... Said. Do you think Del Rio's smart enough to try to send people after Paige and her current boyfriend? No. No. You gotta no, have that was a crazy. power Just to be able to do that. that. You gotta have some long money to do that. And he ain't he got it. No, that was just a crazy WWE stalker who, for some stupid reason, thought going to Paige's house would be a smart-ass idea, and it wasn't. I don't, Del I Rio had he, I, Yeah, I think he's making He's just, he's just not a, a, you know, completely there person. That's totally different from Del Rio. He's a narcissist and a psychopath. That, but, you know, good luck in jail. I know some niggas off that ass. Anyway, moving on. Um, oh, my God. So, no, I said don't drop the soap. <laughs> don't drop the soap. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> let's go on to something that I, I mean, I'm really saddened about. So Scorpio Sky had to quarantine after he came in contact with someone who had COVID-19, and they found out, found out through contact testing. But he did test negative, which is a big positive for that. But he did have to quarantine um, just in case. Now, he had a match. Um, maybe Janae can correct it. Um, he had a match that he was supposed to go up against Sean Spears. I don't know if it was on AEW Dynamite or if it was supposed to be on Dark, but that match got scrapped due to him being out, and they replaced it with something else, I guess. So, COVID-19 is not slowing down. In fact, it is ramping up, and it is very much so affecting the wrestling community. The indie scene is affected heavily. Despite them still trying to continue to do shows, people have to wear masks and everything. It still affects the indie scene heavily. It also has hit WWE extremely hard with NXT and the Performance Center being dubbed hotbed for COVID-19. And then you have AEW 
who all have it have had it run rampant through their roster too. Some backstage personnel, certain superstars, and of course, you know, Jared had a COVID nineteen. Jericho had a COVID nineteen concert earlier this year. You know, so she's not slowing down. That COVID nineteen hall is still running around. So, what do you guys think? Um, um, it's just like I mean, it really isn't much to say. It's like continue to take care of yourselves and be safe. Like, um, especially now, like going into like cold and like flu season. So it's like, like we got to take care of ourselves. And I'm the one. So actually, I'm probably gonna take tomorrow off. I can't. I do not feel a hundred percent. So, yes, listen to your body. And if you don't feel comfortable doing something or you feel like, eh, I don't think this is the right thing I should be doing, then it's probably not. So just go home. Yeah. Stay the fuck home. Do your shopping online. Every store, even small businesses, have an online store where you can order shit from. If you Mm -hmm. don't want it shipped to your house and you want to get out of the house because you want to go to Starbucks and pick some shit up, curbside delivery baby that's exactly i'm doing all my shopping online this year because i am not as much as i love target and i have one right next to my house i am not going out as if i don't have to go out i'm not going out my ass is staying at home once that sun sets i'm like nope not going out anywhere going home like fuck this i think i personally shopped at a grocery store maybe twice since this happened and I'm not even exaggerating really? yeah well I don't like grocery shopping anyways <laughs> I want to do the curbside delivery but for some reason my husband's like so girl you better get, I'm not doing it. get that just straight I'm to your house like, yeah I'm just like what the fuck man because it's just like you know how and I, I love my daughter daughter because I said this to somebody and they're like well that's horrible to say about your kid since this whole thing has happened, my daughter has probably been in maybe two stores in the last six months because we have this whole thing of one of us stays home with her and the other one goes to the store. It sucks, but it, but it works. And it's just like, well, I don't want you to go to any store at this point because now it's going to be the holidays. And I really just don't feel like fighting Karen in the in the line. I really I don't will. feel like fighting, <laughs> fighting this bitch. So everything's going to be shopping online. I'm going to try to avoid Amazon as much as possible. They can have the overnight shipping and not just Amazon. You have to pay a little bit more, but you can get your shit delivered to your house in a day. I you know support small businesses y'all don't have to go anywhere like do y'all really want to go to the mall because half the stores i went to last time i went to the mall was closed my poor daughter she wanted to go to build a bear to get some accessories for her for her cat they were closed wow i was like wow build like 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 half the stores were closed I lied, I think, four times because I've been to the mall twice. (laughs) So I've been to, like, a grocery store twice, and I've been to the mall twice. 
the mall, I, like, instantly regretted it. Mm-hmm. Because Why? it was just weird because some stores were, like, really, really strict on uh, social distancing protocols. Yeah. And then, like, some of them just, like, didn't give a fuck. And one of those places that didn't give a fuck was Bath and Body Works. Like, there were so many people that in there. And I'm like, these candles aren't even that good. (laughs) I walked in there. The only reason I, like, wanted to go in there because I wanted, like, some nice, like, hand sanitizer for my desk at work that's not going to really dry out my hands. And I was, like, literally the only reason I went there. And then I got, like, some hand, and I was really, I, like, was completely tapped out of hand lotion, which I should, I don't think I should use scented anymore. I should just go back to Vito, but I was just like, what the fuck is this? And then, like, this, I don't know, whatever store this was, like, you would, you had to, like, stand in a line, and then you had to, like, go up to, it was just a lot going on. And then that was the same thing with Forever 21. Forever 21 at my mall is at least four times as big as that Bath of Body Works. And they didn't even have half of the amount of people in there. They don't even have a Forever 21 up here. They closed the one down. We Not that I have our Forever 21. Anymore. I haven't but, been to Forever 21 in a while. No, it's just like, it's, it's fucking weird, man. And it's just like... Uh, Hot Topic is only allowing six people in the store at a time. Mm-hmm. And then there's an Apple store at the mall I, I go to. I've, I've only been there like twice this year. I'm not a big mall person, but I go because of my kid. And uh, the Apple store is completely just like, uh, it's it's basically your only, con- the only reason the Apple store is there, still there is to fix your shit. You can't go in, touch the iPads and the iPhones and all this shit. Like, it's strictly yeah. like, oh, your, sh- your shit's broken? Okay, drop it off, and then we'll try to fix it for you. Come back at this time. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And then, um, what was it, one store that I saw? Like, GameStop's, the GameStop in the mall is only letting, like, four people in at once. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's fucking crazy. And then, like, what was the one? Oh, uh, fucking Dillard's. I went in there, and there was, like, people in there with no mask on, and there was this one old man just sneezing and coughing without covering his nose. And I'm thinking, dude, if I get COVID, I'm going to be, I'm about to send your ass to Jesus. Like, I will find you. Like, what the fuck, man? It's not Jesus. I will. Uh, I will send him to the deity of his choosing. How about that? <laughs> you better no, make ends with it before I send him to you. Stupid. It's very disheartening because it just seems like WWE did everything in their power to keep going. Even things they they went and even utilized their relationship with the president to be able to keep running their program the way that they want to. All that shit they did to do that is biting them in the ass because they have half capacity. Their performance center is just spreading COVID rampantly. It's just not good. And I I would have rather you shut down and just run old shit from SmackDown and Raw 
like do like you should have did it like every month you ran a new storyline for each show that was highly popular and then you could have focused on rebranding and re um refocusing the business instead of going the route that you went you risk the health of your superstars as well as the the sanctity of your performance center by keeping up this charade like look we're all aware that joe biden is the president-elect in the united states and if covid 19 does not slow down within the next couple of months he's gonna put an order in to shut the country down and most of the governors are going to follow suit and that's going to be it we're going to be back on lockdown all of us what are you going to do then you could have just kept going the way that you were with running the, the fuse like you could have did it like a monthly special like this month we're going to run the Shawn michaels and, and triple h feud. we're going to run that whole feud Okay, for Raw, you got a whole feud for Shawn Michaels and Triple H. So what you gonna do for SmackDown? Okay, SmackDown, we're gonna go back into um, you know, Edge's feud. We're gonna reach into him because you know Edge was the anchor man for SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with that. You could have just. There were so many things you could have done. There's only four weeks in the month. Raw only comes on four times a month. SmackDown as well. Why didn't you just do that? Instead of continuing on with this, now we at a point where yo, yo, <laughs> Linda McMahon might be going to jail. WWE <laughs> probably gonna be in trouble. WWE probably gonna be in trouble for all the finagling and shit they did to try to be able to keep themselves running afloat during COVID 19 quarantine. Vince probably gonna get popped for that too. All of that just to, just to keep going, and then people still were shitting on the product. Well, you so, could have really rebranded and really revamped it. You could have really taken your time to do this. And you so, do you did. think that then? So, my this is my only thing. Do you think the network would have allowed that? I I think the network would have been okay with it because they wouldn't have had a choice. Like, it's it's like this. The only way they would have been able to do it properly without any um outside interference and the way that it would have had to been done would have been, they had, would have had to go the NBA route where everybody is in a bubble. Everybody is there together. You can't leave. You can't see your family. You can only wrestle on these shows and go back to the hotel. And it is severely security- um, closed in and in one spot so if they were going to do this they should have went that route they did not do that so that's where all these breakouts and shit is coming from because people at the performance center are not following fucking protocol even though wwe are setting strict re- regimens for them to follow coming in and out of the facility when they go home they do what the fuck they want to do So their environment is not controlled. The network would not have had a choice, especially the first couple of months of quarantine. Everything was shut down. There was nothing that was done. And none of that shit was happening. The only thing that was going live was Raw, SmackDown, and fucking AEW. And even that shit was getting taped. 
So what would the network have been able to do? They All they had to do was just go with what they said. They would have gotten views, but they were getting views anyway. People sitting at home watching TV, they would have watched whatever they put on TV. I don't think the network would have been the issue. I just think WWE, they just wasn't focusing on that. They was only focusing on, we got to get this going. We got to keep going. So they can look like they were strong enough to make it through the pandemic. And it's just stupid. I get I do get that. That's the only, that's my only question. I do agree with you, but that was just my only question. What like the networks like actually allow it? I do think that they could have came up with something like that, but I was like, would the networks actually okay that? Because especially for I don't I think Smack on SmackDown on Fox they could have get away. I I honestly don't think they would have been able to get away with that on USA because. Uh, I, I gotta disagree with that because they've been on USA since oh god man I'm gonna like start aging myself I think they've been like working with teach, uh, wow USA since like 1995-ish because that's when Raw debuted oh my god I'm fucking old but, and <laughs> that's like and that's honestly and that's my big point um Raw has Raw is and has Raw is has been their longest live running show. That they are one of the few or I think or the only like live show on USA network that they've had for years and years. So I that was that's my thing. I was like, yes, that would have been a good idea and I hundred percent I was like, but I don't know if I felt like they, like I said, I they could have gotten away with that on Fox. They could have restructured it like how they restructured um, backstage for a short while before they canceled it. Yeah. Oh, I just can't. I just couldn't picture USA being like okay because they have so many like they 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 barely have any original programming and they have like everything else that's just like shows they have no live shows besides raw so that's why i couldn't i could see them like being like oh, okay yeah we're gonna like can well not really can but we're gonna postpone our only live show and our only live and our live show that we've had for 20 years yeah so to my so knowledge, that was that's my that was my I mean I was I'm just playing devil's advocate I I like I said I can see them do it for Fox not for USA I can see them okaying that. So to my knowledge, with their contracts, the TV contracts that USA Network and Fox has, there is a certain amount of episodes that need to be live. Um, so I don't know if they'll be like, yeah, that's cool, we can like work around that, but I do know with the contract and the money that's dealt. Um, they don't always have to have every single show doesn't have to be live. A certain amount does. When it comes to Raw and you look at the programming that they have, except for like special stuff, like I think the US US uh, US Network, they do uh, like the hockey thing and don't they do like the dog show stuff? Yeah. Outside yeah, of that. But, they don't they, Monday, so. but Raw technically outside of those specialty programs is like one of their highest rated shows. So that's why this in my mind, special case. That's why I said it to me. That, that should go out of the window. I, if I were an executive at USA Network and 
the pandemic hit, I bet you they asses is at home doing Zoom meetings. Which is true, so, but if they're a television network, they're a business. When Raw is on TV, they get money in from the advertisers, so they may be looking out for themselves. But if you think of it, that's foolish. That, because it what? Foolish. Okay, if you go by that logic, right? Okay, I'm sitting at home, telling you, right? You're WWE. I'm like, okay, listen, Janae, you have to go live, okay? Because we lose money when you don't you don't put on live shows. So let's say you actually care about your superstars. First question that will pop into my head was, okay, you're only concerned about the present, but in long term, I could lose my superstars trying to go forward in this way. So it's either we give you the high ratings that you love so much right now, or you actually wait until they fix the shit that's going on, and then you can get your high ratings when it's time. I agree with you, but again, it's a TV show network. They don't care about the players that are in the game. They care about the game making money. If that was the case, then football, basketball, and the rest of them would have went live. They didn't. They shut down. MLB shut down. All of that shit was all down. All there was no production all- going on. They're no all- shows were being made. They're also, on the, they're also on the Fox Network that they might be thinking like, hey, you know what? We we needed we need to shut down in conjunction with uh, the NFL and basketball saying, yeah, we need to make sure we take care of our players before anything else. But they, they, people but if you look, still would have watched it though. People still would have watched it because how many people when this <laughs> shut down everything? NHL got shut down, NLB got shut down, NHL everything. When that all got shut down, what did people do? They went to the NHL network, the MLB network, the NFL network, the NBA network. They were watching reruns of shows. I I had friends of mine who haven't watched wrestling in 20 fucking years watching the WWE, and they're like, oh, so they're trying to put something on. I said, yeah, because this kind of fucked everybody. I had friends of mine who've never watched wrestling call me, and they're like, hey, so can you tell me about Survivor Series back in 20, 2012? I'm like, yeah, I think the Shield showed up, I think, because they were playing something on USA. People were still watching it because even though, yeah, we've seen it, we've been there, we have the network, whatever. They were at least trying to pull something. Now, were they pulling numbers like a live show? No, but the WWE was at least trying to show something on TV. Same way with SmackDown. I didn't exactly like the whole watching old clips. That wasn't for me, but whatever. But they were trying to put something out there. When I have friends of mine who who last year, and I'm calling you motherfuckers out so bad. When I had friends last year tell me, Oh, you shouldn't watch wrestling. You know it's fake, right? Which the answer is, I know it's fucking fake. When they call me and they're like, hey, so why is the Royal Rumble such a big deal? And why is it on my TV? And I'm sitting here laughing at them because I'm like, you fuckers have nothing else to watch. So now you're watching this. Okay. Like, they at least try to put something on there. Should they have shut down for a while? Yes. WWE has the ability to shut down. Smaller promotions like Impact and AEW, they can't. Impact, possibly, because they do have a rather large library, even though they haven't been around as long as the WWE. 
They could have gone back to when there was just NWA, total non-stop action, impact, whatever. They could have just showed beer money, like a whole month of nothing but beer money's greatest hits. I would have watched that shit in a heartbeat. Like, no problem. Well, this is what what I'm trying to tell you guys. So WWE as a company has every right within them to say, you know what, USA Network, our wrestlers are important. We're going to close shop, do a bunch of reruns, so some old matches. Now, if WWE can say that, so can the USA Network. The USA Network has not said that. They let WWE continue to run live shows with a mixture of certain things, but they still have live wrestlers in there. So the USA Network does have the ability to be like, hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna have you guys run any live shows with anybody there the whole night. But they haven't done that because the WWE was still doing live shows. When you think about the NFL and you think about baseball, they are on a different network. And it's also in conjunction with the NFL Corporation and the uh, Baseball Corporation and the Basketball Corporation. Both of them coming together saying, we care about our players. We want them to be healthy. We need to find a way to be able to entertain our fans in the safest manner possible. They came together and decided as a unit. When you look at WWE and USA Network, either side could have put a stop to it. And they did it. They still That's let what it. I'm saying, though. And I agree that they're responsible. Yeah, I'm saying I agree that they should. But at the same time, again, the USA Network has is well within their power to be like, we're going to put a hold on your guys' shows because of the wrestlers. And they have not. That's what I'm saying. In their contract, they have a thing. There's supposed to be a certain amount of live shows. And they're still allowing them to do that. That's what I'm saying. It's not out the realm of possibility. That the USA Network is just like, we get it, COVID, you're wrestlers, but as a network, we still want you to run shows because that's what they've been doing. I, I, I'm, okay, so here's why I say that sounds very ignorant. And it's not you that's ignorant. It's, it's ignorant on USA's part if that's what happens. So NBC Universal is the umbrella over all of that shit, okay? They're the ones who govern the contracts and all that stuff. They answer to NBC Universal. USA Network is just the place that displays what they do. Okay? I can't for the life of me make sense of you sitting at home having a Zoom meeting about having a live show running because it's happened for over 20 plus years and because you're contractually bound. When you've got contracts for other shows to run, live on your other network and they were running reruns. They were not running live shows. So my question is, do is, is USA Network a part of the problem if that was the case? Yes, 100%. You can't tell me that in good conscience, just on a human level, that you thought that was a good idea, especially when your ass is not at your office, you're at home. You're at home, and WWE, they were at home. Vince McMahon was at home, and you're sitting here telling me, Superstars got to wrestle. Y'all need to have a show. Bullshit. No, because you can protect your ass, but you, they're not allowed to protect theirs. That's not fucking fair. That makes absolutely no sense, and that really, really shows that you have no respect for your superstars in terms of their health, because if something detrimental happened to them, because they contracted COVID due to them being in the performance center every week. 
There was nothing you could have done. Somebody could have died. And all you care about is the fact that your contract states you have to do this. Plus the contract, the whole country was shut down. Everybody was at home. Now, if you was bold enough to get your ass up and go to the performance center every week, and you was old, your old ass, if Vince, your old ass was there at the performance center risking getting COVID, then kudos to you, bitch, because I wouldn't have. And that's what I'm saying. I, I at home. It's ignorant on the USA Network because, again, they could have stopped it. It's ignorant on the WWE Network because they could have stopped it. It's ignorant on both sides. But at the same time, it it doesn't, like, surprise me that they're like, yeah, you know, we're going through this crisis right now. And the smart thing would be to quarantine everybody so we can all stay home so we can get rid of COVID. But of course not. <laughs> like, even with, like, when I think about music, and stuff like that. Music companies, they don't have the best interest for their artists. They're, they they need their money. So when I look at the USA Network and I look at the WWE, I'm just like, y'all have no, you don't have no interest. Like, you have no kind of, like, anything for any of your wrestlers who are the ones who have to be out in this COVID world, who have to be, you know, around people. Because in reality, you you want the money. So I agree with you. It's very ignorant. But again, as we are seeing right now, and in the beginning when COVID started, they are being very ignorant because, again, they both could have put a stop to it, and they still let the wrestlers wrestle. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. And down, now the cases are going back up. They're not going down. And y'all and y'all still out here wrestling, going back and forth to the performance center. And don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't take for granted nothing that anybody does for the sake of entertainment and y'all trying. But at the same time, I'd rather you be at home coming up with greater, better storylines for the next year and y'all run reruns than to sit out and go out there and put out bullshit like what you've been putting out or somebody possibly contracting COVID because y'all got hot beds at two of y'all places that y'all own in Florida. Never mind the fact that Florida is one of the biggest COVID-19 spots in the world. Not the country, the world. So I'm just saying. Maybe y'all should think about that before y'all start, you know, just running around doing shit. All these damn pay-per-views y'all had, all this shit y'all did. Don't get me wrong. I ain't saying that y'all didn't do nothing for us, keeping our minds off of things and helping us you know, focus on something else. But at the same time, that could have been done with some of the classic programming y'all got. Right. That's all I'm saying. So, let's move on. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes finally got his name. WWE decided they weren't going to file for a re-up on the trademark they had on Cody Rhodes' name. Um. I'll, I'm going to say my piece and I'll be done with it. As far as I'm concerned, WWE should have been gave Cody back his name. I know that um, they had some of some merchandise and stuff that they were selling still under the Mattel deal they had or whatever, but at the same time, give it to him. It's not like he was using it. He doesn't have as big a name as his father does with WWE. So, I didn't see the point in hoarding the man's name in any way, shape, or form. And from what I understood, he was still calling himself Cody Rhodes on TV. 
So. No, he never used it on AEW. So. Yeah, not to cut you off. So, um, so he would just be Cody. Um, Dustin was Dustin Rhodes. Literally, everybody was a Rhodes on TV except for him. But if him and Brandy would get introduced, I think they were saying, I don't know, whatever. So it would be technically the Rhodes, but he never used it on TV until whatever at Full Gear. I think Full Gear was the first time. Good for him. Yeah, I rag on Cody, but yeah, he they should have been giving him his name back. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, basically what he did from what I was reading, um, he wanted Cody Rhodes and it base it was it was like a, a trade off. Stop trademarking all these names for pay per views and we'll cancel our trademark for Cody Rhodes. And when his lawyer um I I have the paper, the the acquisition papers or whatever or whatever like the papers that say we're stopping the trademark of these names by Cody Rhodes there's like the legal document somewhere in my phone I have to find them um, once they put that in there then you saw WWE canceled their trademark of Cody Rhodes and so finally he can go by Cody Rhodes but he's no longer trademarking these you know certain so basically like you stop trademarking this we'll start we'll stop trademarking that and we'll all be happy Okay, great. Cody got his name back. All right. So we got one more topic here, and then we can go to bed. So there was an interview with BT Sports, and um, Sammy Zane was a part of that interview. And he basically was talking about his experience in lockdown and how it made him realize that he does like to tune out of race wrestling when he's not, when he's away and how he feels that WWE superstars need at least a month off every year. Now, the, the, the interview was released via the Twitter account, um, but I agree with Sunny Zay, and I've been saying this for a long fucking time, and every time I bring it up, people go at my neck. This is exactly what I was talking about two years ago now. Rotation is important. Yes, it's been two years. Rotation is important. Yes. It is important. It is not about storylines and all of that, although that is a, a big piece of it. That's not my focus. People need to be able to mentally function. And when you're constantly pushing them into these new places and making them stay into these constant loops like Charlotte was in for about two, three years, it doesn't lend do them any favors for their career, mentally, it, it just, it makes them drained. Look at what happened with Sasha. She was drained, gone, five months out. It, if you take the superstars, split them down the middle, 
Okay, they've done that now with the rosters on SmackDown and on Raw. If you put the superstars that are only going to have views on television and the rest of the guys get to rest at home until it's time for their feuds to come out, you understand that you can focus solely on those superstars and you don't have to do anything with those other people. Not for a good while. Like, if your feud is going to last for the next four months, because you think Drew McIntyre and Randy have been in the feud for four months. Okay? Since the last couple of pay-per-views, Drew McIntyre and Randy have been battling it out. So you look at how they structured that out. There are some people in the back who could have just been at home. You could have just had them at home. There was no reason to have anybody else on television in the main card, main card part, unless they are a part of the feud. Like, I personally, the Hurt Business being there is fine, but they need to have a feud to be on feud. You just having random matches with Retribution doesn't equate to a feud. You need to have a substantial feud with somebody or some group in order to be on television. The rest of you need to be at home and on call when it's time for you to be pulled. Then what you can do is pull them into different shows. Instead of having them just pigeonholed to one show, then they don't get to be on television. Let's say they're a few, they're a few in. Okay, you're no longer a part of, of Raw. You decide you, want, you don't want to be on there. You decide you want to be a free agent, storyline-wise. That means you can go anywhere. So you might pop up at NXT and start a feud in NXT. You see what I mean? Like you're not you're not keeping this this roster as small as it is. You're not pigeonholing them all fighting for this one spot. People will get rest. People won't get injured as much. You will save money. And on top of that, we get to see fresh shit that we actually enjoy watching. I can't. I'm just saying. I'm done. Y'all can have it. <laughs> I'm out. I, I mean, I, I'm all for them having time to rest up and heal before something major happens to them. But you know, here's here's the downside to it. I like again, Sasha leaving. She was fed up. She was wearing herself down. She's like, you know what? I'll call you. When I'm ready to come back. And as much shit as I give Sasha Banks, I give Mercedes plenty of respect because she stood up to the WWE. She put her foot down. Not a whole lot of people do that. And she's just like, I'll call you when I'm I'm done. Like, I'll, I'll call you when I'm done doing what I need to do. She came back and the pop she received was the best. When Naomi comes back, that pop at Royal Rumble, nobody has ever gotten something like that. So... It's because we missed that. But the downside is y'all fans cannot leave them the fuck alone on social media. Because every other day when I check Sasha's Twitter, when you coming back, when you coming back, it got to the point where she was posting pictures. Y'all went so off the conspiracy theory deep in. You're like, oh, this means she's going to come back on this day, at this time, on, on this lunar cycle. Like, y'all were just really just doing too much. 
And then the DMs of people are DMing her. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? Not to mention us getting messages daily basis. Hey, when do you guys think Sasha's coming back? Do you guys know when Sasha's coming back? Hey, is Sasha's coming back? No, we don't know what she's going to do. Honestly, we don't have her <laughs> phone number. If we did, we'd be like, hey, are you okay? Call us if you need anything. And that's it. I really like the idea of a rotation because you can let people take time off. If they are injured but they don't need surgery, they can take the time off to heal up do physical therapy, whatever. Like when uh, when Ambrose came back to WWE when he got injured, look how buff he was. I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, you're seeing wrestlers now during quarantine. Like fucking, I swear Alexander Hammerstone has like tripled the size that he originally was before MLW shut down. Like, they're getting cut. They're getting bigger because they're letting their bodies rest. They're let, they're able to work out, like, at their own pace. I'm all for it because it makes fun. What, what's the thing? It's like, farness makes the heart fonder or some bullshit that gets stitched on a pillow like that. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's like, that's, I mean, like, Killer Cross. And it's also, it's like, Charlotte. I don't like Charlotte Flair's character, but her being gone really notices that she's not there. So when she comes back, I won't be all screaming and jumping up and down exciting. But I'm like, okay, this bitch is back. It's time to go to work. Like, that's right. It's weird. But it's just like, you know, like, Charlotte was working. She was on three shows. We gave her a lot of shit about that. But, like, really, her body was probably getting to be like, hey, are we going to stop? Because we've been doing this for about four-plus years now. Can we stop now? Can we take a break? Can we go home? <laughs> like, I think it's great because, you know, then it's like, you know, they want to take a break. Like, Becky Lynch, if she decides to come back, that – roar of that crowd is going to be crazy because she knows she's going to wait to make sure that baby's okay. She's going to make sure she's okay. And when she comes back, even if it's for a one shot at the Royal Rumble, people are going to go insane for her. I really think they need to put one. I really think they need one. I think the Indies need to do one. I think any mainstream wrestling promotion needs to do that. Because people will, people will freak out. It's always like the one time you don't watch that show is that that person you want to come back comes back. It's always yep. that one time, yep. that one fucking time. And I just, I think it's a great idea because it will keep from burnout. First of all, it'll keep that. from. I hate to say this, but it'll keep issues like Kylie Ray. The people who need to deal with mental health will be able to take care of what they need to take care of. If you got like a pulled muscle or a muscle strain or something, it'd be like, hey, this needs to be my month I take off because I my body feels like it's about to give out. I need to rest. Or you could just go and be like, I miss my house. I miss my wife. I miss my husband. I miss my kids. I miss my significant other. I miss whatever. I need to take some time off. And there should be no consequence because, I mean, yeah, they're independent contractors, but let's face it, if it wasn't for these independent contractors, and I'm using my fingers in that quotation thing no one would care about 
about these these companies in the first place. Amen. Like, it's not your guys sitting up in Titan Tower in Stanford or New York or wherever they're at or Jacksonville wearing suits, writing scripts and taking care of your social media. You guys are a dime a dozen. We're not here to see you. We're here to see the men and women putting their bodies out on the line in the ring and making sure they don't get hurt and that they can live to a decent age. They're the ones that we're here for, not you. I agree. Nicole, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's true. I do. I do think they need some time off. It's, my thing is, I feel like they shouldn't have to be... To, TV shouldn't completely stop, but people... But I think people should just have the option. It's just like putting in vacation time. Be like, hey, I don't want to work. I'm, I'm not trying to do nothing in July, so I'm going to take the whole month off. Or so on and so on. I think they should yeah. have to off the, the option to do that. I don't think it should be a set thing. Um, Sammy Zane is the only one who said that they, he would kind of want an off-season. Um, Pete Dunn said that as well in the interview because he said him having this amount of time off was um, he was able to really, he's like he was like literally get in the best shape of my life and to really focus on what works for me health-wise and fitness-wise, especially since he's a vegan. So that's a whole bunch of other stuff. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of them have are kind of be like, oh, like this kind of did benefit me. I think it should be one of those things. Well, obviously, um, Vince is going to have quite a few things to worry about soon anyways so yeah. I don't know maybe that'll be one of the things that he can get out of getting um chewed out by Yang if he's placed I'm I'm pretty I'm almost positive he's gonna get placed on cabinet but yeah Vince has a lot of things to worry about soon so or currently so maybe he should start giving them whatever the fuck they want might as well Well, Janae, you got the last say so. I'm totally against it. No, I'm just oh kidding. God. Um, <laughs> I think um, you're fired. I think Get off the show. <laughs> I'll leave, and y'all can take care of the website yourself and find y'all all information. Y'all. Hell no. I'll figure it out eventually. Um, I Hell think, no. they I think <laughs> having time off uh, is a good idea. I agree with Nicole. I think um, leave it up to the wrestlers. If they want to take that time off, if they put it that time off well in advance to where um, they can halt a storyline before it starts or have enough time to come up with something else that doesn't involve them, um, I think they should be allowed to have that month off. If you have wrestlers that don't want to have that time off and they want to work because if there are some wrestlers who love wrestling so much, they'll do whatever. Then um, I think that's, that's fine. It's their, their prerogative, but I ultimately think um, let it be up to the wrestlers 
whether or not um, if they want to take a month off. And even if it's not a month, just say you have an accumulative 30 days that you can use to take time off. So if you want to take two weeks here because you're like, I need to go on vacation because I'm going to murder said producer in the back, then you do that. But I think um, with pay as well, like take time off with pay. Um, I think, yeah, I think that's a good idea and just leave it up to the wrestlers whether they want to take that time off or they just want to work all year. Well, I'll be back. So, 